No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Abijah of Judah goes to war against Jeroboam of Israel. When Jeroboam sets an ambush, Abijah cries out to the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 13 on Simply the Bible. Let me ask you a question. Does God answer the prayer of evil people or only good people? Let me say that if God only answers the prayer of good people, then we are all in a world of hurt. Because Jesus said, if you fathers, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, then how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? We see an example of this today in our story. We continue in 2 Chronicles chapter 13. In the 18th year of King Jeroboam, Abijah became king over Judah. He reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Micaiah, the daughter of Uriel of Gibeah. Now, Abijah was the grandson of Solomon and the son of Rehoboam. We're told in 1 Kings 15, 3, that he walked in all the sins of his father, Rehoboam, which he had done before him. His heart was not loyal to the Lord his God, as was the heart of of his father David. So Abijah was not a good king and he had a short reign. He only reigned for three years. And there was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. Abijah set the battle in order with an army of valiant warriors, 400,000 choice men. Jeroboam also drew up in battle formation against him with 800,000 choice men, mighty men of valor. It would seem that King Jeroboam of Israel was the aggressor in this war. Now, God had promised to give Jeroboam 10 tribes of Israel because of the disobedience of Solomon. But Judah and Benjamin were to remain in the south, carrying on David's dynasty. Therefore, Jeroboam's ambition and intention to conquer Judah was against the word of the Lord. He thought he could take the southern kingdom probably because he outnumbered their army two to one. Then Abijah stood on Mount Zemaraim, which is in the mountains of Ephraim, and said, Hear me, Jeroboam, and all Israel. Should you not know that the Lord God of Israel gave the dominion over Israel to David forever, to him and his sons, by a covenant of salt? Yet Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon, the son of David, rose up and rebelled against his Lord. Then worthless rogues gathered to him and strengthened themselves against Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was young and inexperienced and could not withstand them. So Abijah stands up on the mount here and makes it sort of a pulpit to tell Jeroboam a thing or two. And he he says, hey, why are you coming against Judah? Don't you know that God made a covenant of salt with David forever? Now, what is a covenant of salt? It was God's promise to David that he would always have a descendant on the throne in Jerusalem. And it's called a covenant of salt because salt was a 
preservative, and this would be an enduring covenant from generation to generation. God would preserve the descendants of David. Now, he said that when Rehoboam was young, now he was actually 41 years old at the time that Jeroboam rebelled against him. But the thing is, is that Jeroboam rebelled against Rehoboam at the word of the Lord. God had said to Jeroboam through a prophet that God would give to him 10 tribes. He was really doing what God had said at the time. Now you think to withstand the kingdom of the Lord, which is in the hand of the sons of David, and you are a great multitude, and with you are the gold calves which Jeroboam made for you as gods. Have you not cast out the priests of the Lord, the sons of Aaron, and the Levites, and made for yourselves priests like the peoples of other lands, so that whoever comes to consecrate himself with a young bull and seven rams may be a priest of things that are not God's. Abijah was pretty much saying to Jeroboam, look, stay in your lane, dude. You have no right to come against David. You have your 10 tribes and you should be content with that and not take the two tribes that God gave to David. Besides that, you have set up for yourself these golden calves and call them gods. Basically, he was saying, look, your bovines aren't divine. We have the true and living God, the Lord, and you've set up these golden calves and have the people worshiping them. And then you have set up illegitimate priests for your illegitimate gods. God had made it clear in the law that the priests and Levites were to come from the tribe of Levi, but Jeroboam was making just anybody who wanted to offer sacrifices a priest. But as for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not forsaken him. And the priests who minister to the Lord are the sons of Aaron, and the Levites attend to their duties. And they burn to the Lord every morning and every evening burnt sacrifices and sweet incense. They also set the showbread in order on the pure gold table and the lampstand of gold with its lamps to burn every evening. For we keep the command of the Lord our God, but you have forsaken him. So Abijah said, look, the Lord is our God. We have not forsaken him. Understand that every person has a God. And a person's God is the master passion in his life. So who is your God? What is it that's running your life? Why do you get up in the morning? What are you living for? That is your God. Now, it's interesting that Abijah said this, but he did not have an untarnished past, as we've already seen. He did evil. He walked in the sins of his father Rehoboam, who did worship the Lord, but also worshiped idols. And so Abijah probably was doing the same thing. And yet he was maintaining the worship of the Lord there in the temple of Jerusalem. And he listed the things that they were doing, the, the righteousness that they were practicing. Now he said that we have presented the burnt sacrifices morning and evening. We've presented the sweet incense, the showbread, we have the lampstand of gold that is ever burning before the Lord, and we keep the commandment of the Lord. I think it's interesting that we have counterparts to these things in the New Testament. We don't have a temple anymore. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. But we see that Jesus is our sacrifice that was offered for us to bring atonement that we might have 
atonement and be at one with God. So we have that. We have prayer, which is represented by the incense going up. We have fellowship with God, which is represented by the showbread. We have fellowship with God through Jesus Christ. We have the Holy Spirit. That's represented by the lampstand of gold there before the Lord. And we have the word of God, which as they were keeping the command of the Lord. So we also seek to keep the commandments of the Lord. And these are the righteous acts that we do to maintain our worship in the Lord. Now look, he said, God himself is with us as our head and his priests with sounding trumpets to sound the alarm against you, O children of Israel. Do not fight against the Lord God of your fathers, for you shall not prosper. Abijah said, look, God is with us. He is our head. And that's just very important to know. Is God with you? Do you know that God is with you? Really, the better question is, do you know that you are with God? Because God doesn't just join us in our agenda. God says, here's my agenda. Now join me in that and you'll know that I'm with you, you see. But they had that confidence because they were keeping the commandments of the Lord regarding the temple worship. So he said, Jeroboam, look, you're going to find yourself fighting against God. And you talk about a losing battle. Anybody that fights against the Lord and Jeroboam was going against the Lord, trying to destroy Judah. But anyone who fights against the Lord is doomed. But Jeroboam caused an ambush to go around behind them. So they were in front of Judah and the ambush was behind them. And when Judah looked around, to their surprise, the battle line was at both front and rear. And they cried out to the Lord and the priests sounded the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout and as the men of Judah shouted, it happened that God struck Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. And the children of Israel fled before Judah, and God delivered them into their hand. Then Abijah and his people struck them with a great slaughter. So 500,000 choice men of Israel fell slain. Thus the children of Israel were subdued at that time, and the children of Judah prevailed, because they relied on the Lord God of their fathers." It's interesting as Abijah was making his speech that Jeroboam set an ambush so that they were now caught. They had people behind them. They had people in front of them, you know, and that is just so much like the way the devil works. He seeks to remind you of your past, go behind you. He seeks to get you to worry about your future going in front of you. But your safe place is just to rest in the Lord. Know that God has forgiven you of your past sins through the blood of Jesus. And he's got your future in his hands. So you don't need to worry about that. So just rest in the Lord in the present. And that's and trust in him in the present. And that's your safe place. But when this happened, they did the right thing. Abijah and Judah cried out to the Lord. The men of Judah shouted. And it happened that God struck Jeroboam and all Israel before them. So God answered their prayer. Now, why did God answer Abijah's prayer when he had such a checkered past? I believe it was to show us how willing God is to save us when we call upon his name. He doesn't find fault with us. He delivers us because he loves us and for the glory of his name. He is a forgiving and delivering God. So let that be an encouragement to you. You may have a tarnished or checkered past yourself. 
You may not be able to point to a list of righteous accomplishments or your own goodness. But if you will call upon the name of the Lord in sincerity, then he will hear and deliver you so that you may glorify him. Now, this is the greatest number of casualties recorded in Scripture. Judah killed 500,000 of the army of Israel, which was five-eighths of Jeroboam's army. Judah prevailed because they relied on the Lord. Now, would you like to prevail in life, family, business, and ministry? Then rely upon the Lord. His divine power will give you all that you need to succeed, and the Lord's success leaves no regrets. And Abijah pursued Jeroboam and took cities from him, Bethel with its villages, Jeshana with its villages, Ephraim with its villages. So Jeroboam did not recover strength again in the days of Abijah. The Lord struck him and he died. Bethel was captured, which was one of two cities where Jeroboam had the golden calves. Jeroboam lost his strength and the Lord struck him down. But Abijah grew mightily, married 14 wives, and begot 22 sons and 16 daughters. And the rest of the acts of Abijah, his ways and his sayings, are written in the annals of the prophet of Iddo. It's a great story to show us that God is just looking for those who will call upon his name, who will do those things that he has declared to be the right things to do, so that he might deliver us in our time of trouble, and we may honor him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please email us at daryl at calvarytv.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L at calvarytv.org. Tomorrow, we'll see where King Asa reigns in Judah. He makes many spiritual reforms and then is attacked by an Ethiopian army of one million men. How he handles this is a story you won't want to miss. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.